captain's log supplemental upon discussing further with my cohorts and reviewing historical archives i have come across a piece of information relevant to your prior discussion when we went through the circular elements of time travel and how various species attempted to understand it and attempted to execute maneuvers in time travel and one thing i had previously not been aware of was the vulcan science directorate's opinion on time travel and how they are full of crap they have a illogical viewpoint that time travel does not exist and cannot exist in the face of all evidence contrary so in conclusion Vulcans are continue to be morally superior in their own minds and full of crap. End recording. And with that, we have Stardate 97302.8, Stardate Podcast, coming at you hard and fast and crazy. Why is everything hard and fast with you? <laughs> mm, so that should do. <laughs> I don't get that reference. Nor do I. Sometimes just a funny little voice. Sometimes. So, on with the start a podcast here, and that's a fun new segment. Leave a comment in the comments and see how you enjoyed it. Don't forget to give us a like and don't forget to subscribe. Hit that bell. That's if and with that through video, apparently we're only doing the audio portion of, of recordings. Is there not a notification purpose in that format I, to be notified when new recordings? I think some platforms allow it, some some don't, and we don't have a way as of yet for people to interact with us. And do we want people to interact with us? Is a is a other question. Well. Of course, you say that. But join us on the Stardate Blogspot <laughs> and find more extraordinary ways to enjoy and learn about us, and we will... hate us simultaneously. Yes, that's about right. Yes. So we are. You might begin to hate us as much as we hate ourselves. You're welcome. That's hardly possible, but hey, give it a shot. They can have a goal. Yeah, it's important to have goals in life. Yes. So we are here with the Stardate podcast, coming at you throughout the dimensions, back in time. From the Delphic Expanse. From the Delphic Expanse into your pants. Possibly a new title? horrible. I'll drink some liquid trillium for that. That joke uh, gets a rating of seven out of nine. <laughs> so we got people talking there. Drink to that. About the same. About the same. About the same. About the same. Clink, clink. What do you have today, sir? I got some liquid trillium. I have the same. Interesting. Yeah. Unstable in this liquid form. Yes. Do you have a rating for it? I would. I would say seven out of nine. Nice. And uh, Great Beanimus, what are you drinking over there? See, I don't have any liquid trolling because since it is so unstable, but I do have a uh, a Sunriser, which is quite delicious. Mm. 
and actually quite beautiful. It is quite beautiful. You would almost yeah. like this this type this sunrise seven out of nine. So you know. Yeah. Very good. Very nice. So we've got great Benimus, Lipidant, and Iconoplast here. And today we're gonna be continuing our discussion, because we always do. There's no finished discussion we, or new ones. We never finish it. We just just drone on from discussion to discussion. So we're gonna keep our, you know undying love and appreciation for Janeway going. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about some that weren't captains at the time. Maybe became captains later. Maybe became captains later. And we're going to try to get into some economics of the future. And whether they had them. Whether they had them, whether they worked, and what they felt like. All squishy and yeah. Gold plated, <laughs> platinum plated. I've never ever heard economics referred to as squishy and therefore gold plated. So I'm very interested to see where that goes. We're, we're, Give it time. Give it time. We're gonna we're gonna come at that one hard and fast. <laughs> From the Delphic Expanse. From the Delphic Expanse straight to your pants. Hey, <laughs> write that down. Put that on a t-shirt and send it. Stick that in your replicator. Ooh, replicator. I like that. We'll see what time we have. So, Janeway appreciation. Let's get back to number one. So, who likes Janeway? We know. <laughs> you have not been vocal about that at all. You seem to have some type of disdain for the poor girl. You know, Woman. What? You know, she did the best. She did the best with what she had, but she also just she had the Delta Quadrant. I mean, all to herself. Yeah. Well, well, in the same way that America, that you know, Spaniards had America all to themselves, and they totally blew it. You know, other than those pesky, you know, Cherokees and Native Americans and whatnot in their way, they don't count. It's risky. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, but you know, see, unfortunately, what what was the uh, the similar the, type of vibe happened there? Yeah, we're just like we discovered America. Oh, no, 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 you didn't. No, you didn't. Interesting. Um, <laughs> so wrong. Yep. I will say this: I don't think Janeway ever decided to say I discovered the Delta Quadrant. She did not. It was just there. She just got. Swept away. Isn't it? Swept away. Yeah. Literally. Well, and then made the best of. I mean, I gotta give her points for successfully assimilating multiple crews mm -hmm. and members into her own. Would you call that assimilating? Okay. Wouldn't really call it. I would. Would you have a better term for adding, um, rogue Starfleet agents back into Starfleet? And making one of them your first officer? What would be a good word for this? It's not... Assimilation. What? Um, mainstreaming. It's not mainstream. Melding. Melding. Merging. I'll give you it's a moment. Merging. It's more like... Resistance. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes resistance is unnecessary. Correct. Well, I... Also, I think Janeway was was kind of stuck 
and she was in a hard spot where the she, Delta Quadrant, <laughs> where she wanted people to express their individuality and their thought process, but they also she also had to get stuff done, and she was kind of at odds between those two things. Like, I, and I think what came from that was a lot of like, yeah, I understand you want to be a special unique flower but i also need you to scrub the nacelles so um yeah go do that right now and that's i still pity the man who had to clean up after tupac after his bonfire episode mm -hmm. was it actually was it did he actually complete it well he didn't die and that's kind of how bonfire works yeah. you know th this we we might be jumping ahead, but I'm I'm completely okay with this because this is going way down the rabbit hole here. There's been there's been discussion that when you go into the holodeck, it's simulating matter. Yes, through through the use of force fields and projection and hollow projections. Yeah, and like, but there's also even in that you know extreme circumstance, all of us leave human debris in the form of skin cells, hair, mm -hmm. all kinds of things as we walk. As Depends we... on what kind of hollow deck experience you're having as well. It could be other things. It could be... Worf sweated all over that thing. Oh, yeah. All kinds of sweat and blood in terms of his activities. And Here's a question. Wait, what's in... Did Tubok turn off his safety protocol? He could. He might have. He might have needed to. So, anyway... But... I, I read an article and it was very interesting. Yeah. You have a thought. thought of what you just said. So, wasn't Alexander actually conceived on the holodeck? That is. He was. Okay, so we have precedent. That's good. Yeah. But precedent is good. The, the, the thing that was brought up was. But it is the Klingon versus the morally, morally superior Vulcan. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah. But there was suggestion that because of that on the holodeck, whenever you say computer and program and all the stuff goes away, it also takes all of the biomatter and takes it into the replicator system. Interesting. And then breaks everything down into, you know, atoms and then just reassembles that as need be. Now, that's an interesting discussion to get back to about where do those where are those atoms stored? Because is that part of the replicator process as well? I, I think there has to be some sort of mass atom storage somewhere. Mm -hmm. that, so, what? So all right, if that's the case, like, why even worry about fuel shortages and shortages in general? Parts being broken. Go on the holodeck, well, sweat yeah. it out for like 30 minutes to Richard Simmons' jazzercise, and you have all the matter that you need. <laughs> Well, the thing is, though, it's always point. it's always going to suggest there are certain things like they always say that latinum is the sorry, that was my chair. That latinum is is the standard of currency because when you try to replicate it, it's a very specific crystalline structure that the replicator can't duplicate. Interesting. That could explain the issues of replicated scotch. Mm. Mm-hmm. Can't quite get that peatiness down. Anything, to be honest, because everything isn't. Oh, gray hot seems to be fine. It's tea, though. Tea is rather simple. I agree with you, 
points down. Tea does not need to be put in a cask and fermented and aged to get its nuances, so to speak. And maybe it was some overzealous replicator scientist or whatever that decided that maybe I can remove the the negative effects of alcohol, but yet still synthahol. You mean? But synth unless where synthahol came from, maybe they said like I can remove the actual alcohol. I can let molecule. you enjoy the drunk without feeling the after effects of the drunk. It should yeah. off a lot quicker than normal because if we do recall, a one seven or nine also did get slightly tipsy and wasted off of. A few things of uh, synthahol, which mm -hmm. I don't entirely understand. You think their cybernetic implants would uh, assist her with yeah, that? Yeah, not even that. It's just like okay, just the science of of a hangover. Your entire Krebs cycle is just ground to a halt because your body's trying to process like toxins and get it out and purge them. Purge them. Mm -hmm. The whole energy cycle going again. And on top of that, your brain shrinks because it's your your brain is shrunken because it's dehydrated and trying to get water back into it. So, what special chemistry is in synthahol that doesn't act the same way? I don't. But also partially does. Maybe. It could be like a chemical element in a way that, like it, you know, alcohol numbs. Certain synaptic functions, perhaps. So, it, perhaps it does the same thing. Oh, there's a bug in here. Mm. It's a tiny. Oh, Cardassians. Cardassians. It's a very tiny Cardassian. <laughs> <laughs> They've been uh, experimenting with uh... a gold microbe. Cool. So, wait, doesn't, isn't it essentially just the holodeck? Doesn't the holodeck? And the transporter system essentially run on the same principle. Similar, you, I would think. Similar, the the holodeck, the transporter, and the replicator are all different expressions of the same technology. Yeah, different applications, same technology. So. To matter and converting it into a solid form, but in the holodeck, it's it's hollow projected. Yeah, but it it's, no. it can be, but it has mass. Well, well, here's a question. Does it have mass and matter? Because when people are looking for someone on the holodeck, they can always see that it's just that person on the holodeck. Like, none of the things they're interacting with show yeah. in the scan. Life form. Remember, you have to, like, punch in your code to get in. That's true. That could be it. And speaking of which, could whatever be it. you have could it could it simulate that if you wanted? Maybe. Well, because maybe the um, what's her name and uh, Data's mother. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. had a, a program that sent out a false bioscan. Correct. So yes. So you you can't simulate that. Interesting, but that's a, that's on a that's on a synthetic or a synth level, not at a holographic level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the EMH synth is is something we're going to have to hit hard we, uh, and fast. And fast. I don't like that term. That's 
that 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 feels like it should be in some type low and soft. Yeah. Supple. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to Janeway. She also did things like Janeway. She did, and she had a rather thorough experience with it. That she did. You could say. One would say, because uh, she fell in love with that barkeep real quick to the point that she's like delete the wife. It's like, dang, you just went, you went cold, girl. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, points for creativity. I will say, I love, I did love that entire scene where she's on, you know, making her dresses. No, I don't like that. No, I, I like this. No, put some there. Essentially, making your perfect man, and all of a sudden, just like, yeah, stone cold. Delete the wife. I was like, oof. That's <laughs> hey, she handled a lot of things stone cold. The thing I will say constant uh, demotions of a certain Harry Kim. Poor bastard. There wasn't there were no demotion. There were no promotions. <laughs> it was just you know, Harry Kim was the was the, like the the poster boy of like we could give him the promotion or we could give him the meaningless title. Let's give him the meaningless title over and over again. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just, he himself summed it up. It's been seven years in the Delta Quadrant. I'm still an ensign. It's like, why? And like, I he, mean, like he, by comparison, Captain Archer hasn't promoted anybody either. He got a bunch of ensigns running that ship. Maybe but, promotions are above his pay grade. Well, like I, I've said many times, go back to like capitalism. I, like I've said many times, you know, Tom Paris got thrown into a lieutenant rank, <laughs> and then got demoted to ensign, and then got promoted back to lieutenant. While Harry, so you know, that's a whole like prodigal son type thing where he's just it like, is. He's just like I've been like behaving the whole time. <laughs> And I haven't gotten crap. What's this dude getting all the love here? Like, you know he's a criminal, right? He is a criminal. Like, we get back home, he doesn't have a job. He's going back to prison. You all know that, right? Something that I wish would be explained more, because once you get back to Earth, they're like, oh yeah, he's fine. He's got a family and a daughter. He has redeemed himself. But I mean, or has he? Or did he serve his time? But he served it in the Delta Quadrant. Maybe on board. Maybe leniency was given to him, and thinking, and maybe Janeway also being like, "Listen, yeah, I know he messed up, but as perhaps she granted him clemency, possibly because you know you have but you have Space Dad in Picard. She can't promote someone, but she can grant clemency. Apparently, I guess." But that brings up an interesting point. How much how much pull does the military have in the Federation? Depends on the time period you ask the question, because they seem to have some in Arthur's time, but they seem to be melded into the rest of Starfleet. By yeah, the but by the 24th century, it seems like Admiral... Major. Sorry? Is that yeah. what they're called? The Major? Yeah. Troop? Yeah, the, the the Marines. Yeah, Space Marines. Space Marines. But it kind of 
it kind of seemed in like the 24th century that there were like admirals that were basically like vice presidents. True. Like there was a there were the admiral upper half to be sure. Yeah, there was like president like ad like like head admiral of Starfleet was like was like much higher than like commander in chief of the army is oh, for sure. in America. Yeah. Yeah, in the twenty first century. That's because wasn't there for wasn't there a president of the Federation? I don't recall. I thought there was. I believe so. Like a president of because isn't that what the plot of um ah uh, what was the one thing? You're delving deep into the historical archives, yeah, friend. It's um the the original Enterprise crew. They get thrown in jail on some Klingon. Pike or Kirk? What? Pike or Kirk? Uh, Kirk. Okay. It was one of the hour and a half. I guess I could have been in that, but yeah. no. Nah. So can't spell. Well, I, I actually kind of love this because we've gotten so far off topic. Yeah. yeah it, it's absolutely we beautiful. Keep, we keep spiraling back to Janeway. Yeah, but she's... There, there is a president of the Federation. The, it better be Picard. The Federation's president <laughs> was located on Earth in the city of Paris, France? Not San Francisco? Apparently not. San Francisco is where Starfleet Academy was. You'd think you'd put Starfleet and Starfleet in the same place. This is a why apparent. It apparently doesn't have to be apparent. It doesn't have conspiracy. It could be anyone. Well, three five miles in inside job. <laughs> because in a Utopia Planet, there was an inside job. That was an inside job. That was confirmed. So in twenty three seventy two, Jarish Inyo a Garazite, Gazerite? Gra no, I can't read. G R A Z E. I have Gazerite. Gra Hang on, I'm going to say this. Gazerite. He was president, and he is not human, so apparently anyone can be. Well, that's good yeah. because there's been a proliferation of human captains throughout Starfleet. Yeah, there's been a lot of bad admirals throughout the years, so. And they were all human. Yeah, so maybe we maybe we need on human to run things for a while. Fine with that. Maybe we're crap at our job. Perhaps, but this this swings us. I, I'm I'm going to take it right now. We're going to swing this into the economics. So just no Jayway whatsoever. She she's fine. Whatever. Anyways, moving on. Maybe Janeway had our own form of economics that we can discuss. Well, yes, because they, they tried to pull the uh, replicator rations thing. They did do the replicator rations, which implies, never states, but implies there is a replicator bank to pull from. Well, it implies that, that everyone has a concept of There of is a money. system of, yeah, not, cur not money, but maybe currency of, of currency. like a... Um, well, and that's that's the thing that I I honestly have a problem with a lot of the way the things are being handled is that there's a lot of in the twenty three hundreds in the twenty three hundreds there's everyone talks a big game of yes we're we have no money and we have no want and everyone is happy and 
well-fed and successful. And it's, well, I mean, it's, you know, the the Federation and the Borg are not that dissimilar if you get down to brass tacks. That's, that's this is a controversial yeah, statement. Please say more. At the, end, at the end of the day, they're both trying to assimilate cultures into theirs. You've got a point there. Yes, the Federation are nice different about methods. It. Different methods. The, the the big difference is the Federation light their corridors and carpet their hallways. Some hallway. Some hallways. So they, they make their stuff look nice. I was going to say they're not... Their fascism was a smile. Yes, actually. I was going to say they're not forceful in their assimilation, but they are. They're not forceful. They're... You must like us, or we'll... But, the, but they're... they're, they're um... Well, no, not... Peer pressure? No, like, coer... Co- coerce... What am I trying to say? Coercion? Coercion. They're, they're coercive. That's a good word. Let's say you... Being a mess. There have to be requirements. Example. Go ahead. There have to be requirements for joining the fence. Mm-hmm. Yes, but first contact is just just go and meet them and try to be nice. They and have to. They have to get them to join. They you. have to be warp capable first. If yes, mm, that has been very fluid to some captains. Technically, yes, but. The requirement is you must be warp capable, and then we'll be like, oh, by the way, there's this giant interstellar organization. Here's this giant coalition. Yeah. Well, you have to be warp capable, but also, like, you can beam down and, like, hey, you know, you take some dilithium, stick some matter, matter, and anti matter. Wait, wait, wait. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm just going to push you on this way. Yeah. You know, call us in three months. You're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah. I mean, because from what I remember watching recently of the, uh, the historical archive the, it is a historical archive but it, it's a longer historical archive it is a, ah. they had they somehow got better cameras the production value of the historical they, archive was great that that doesn't prove over time yes. yeah it does it, it, it seems to go it seems to, it seems to like be it hits a point it like starts strong has a very strong dip Comes out of it strong, dips again. It's almost this, perhaps like some sort of subspace wave. Yes, that's probably what it is. There's some tachyons involved in that. There are some tachyons. Tachyon fields. You notice that tachyons always like either create or solve all the problems in the next generation, particularly. Tachyon field. What is that next generation? The you know start a four. Oh, the fours. Okay, okay. Four one to about four seven or four eight. It's the next generation of historical archive. There you go. Yeah, thank you. That's better. What was I saying? They seem to go completely out of order in the historical archives. I will say. Yes, I forgot what I was saying. Completely out of order. Yeah, they jump back and forth and back and forth. Yes, yes. Of joining the Federation. Um, yes, yes, yes. yes. The one. You have the floor. I forget which one it was. It wasn't. Uh, in the one archive, yes. Oh. What happened in this archive? The Baku. The Baku incident. The Baku. Yes. Oh, oh yes. yes. Before yes. that, um, Picard is hosting the delegates. Of the... <laughs> I forget where they're from. <laughs> yeah, but they put the beads on his head. And they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, they just achieved warp flight. 
and the Federation Council's making some leniencies because all of our allies have either been like destroyed or ran away and left because of the Dominion War. So Dominion War was a big issue. It was. That, that's why it was said it was like one requirement to join Starfleet in the Federation was Wolf Drive. After that, it's yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and here's here's the thing that always comes this, up. This could circle back to your question, is Starfleet invasive? I, I think so, because when if Starfleet has a policy that yes, only work capable and beyond, that's the technology level that we focus on, but Hey, this point of not like it is interesting. They only focus on technology. Yeah, because well, what happens is sometimes you say like, "Oh, this this planet is full of dilithium." Well, <laughs> I didn't see any people here. We we can we can make figure out cloaking devices, and we can come down and just pillage. Or what if we find a planet that like can heal all diseases? What if we can? Uh, well. Put what if we can put some like some sort of replicated mask on our face so we look like them and then just infiltrate and yeah, then take them you on know, and, or remove what they shouldn't have in the case of Captain Archer? At least one incident. Um, I forget what species it was involved with, but they were having a radiation that they shouldn't have been technically of. I have no idea which one that was. Um, let me consult the historical archives, but you wait, you're breaking up. Hang on, wait, 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 wait. Federation is so the historical archive upon research that I was looking for was the enterprise under the direction at the time of Captain Archer. Come across a Manshara class class planet of the Ali. I almost nailed that. Almost. Give it time. Almost. You tried. Frank so, is so good. Frank is great. He's going to make that sound amazing. He's also going to make this sound great, too. Ah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens to Paul discovers a Manchar or for what are you doing? Are you covering the microphone with your arm? I don't believe so. Could be. I think you are. But what happened is shrill civilization of the Akali. And they should not know at all how to have neutrino emissions on their planet. But they do. So we get into the tricky situation of how do you investigate what's going wrong here without making it worse by your involvement. Hmm. And so this goes back to Starfleet, the invasive species, mm -hmm. where Archer reveals himself to be a non-Akali individual to this person. I forget their name. Rian, that's her name. And she tells him about this civilization that it's getting sick because of this shock nearby. She feels like he's the only link to this illness. Turns out, yeah, he is because he's a criminal and he's he's plundering their planet. 
So they go through the whole process of let's find a way to make masks so we look like this species because everything involves cranial ridges and things like that and different tattoos, obviously. And that's the only difference between humanoid species. So they succeed in this. They do not succeed in avoiding cultural contamination because they tell Rian everything. But it's interesting that they intervene in, a, in somebody else's attempt to plunder this planet for the resources, which they later do themselves, but it's a problem. But it's just, it's an interesting experience showing that they try and they can royally screw it up, they try. Yeah. Well, that, that's even along the lines of our... Oh, so what was your point? Again? I didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I was relating a historical archive as the Benamus had forgotten it. Right. So... I don't... That went... That went like... We had a point down. with it, and it got lost in post. It, okay. Very, well, very... Frank does get a pay cut from that one. Yeah. Frank gets gets uh he get he doesn't get his uh, allotment of N95s this week. Ooh, ooh, poor bastard. <laughs> so Maybe that's relevant to the historical archive. <laughs> so so let me make a horribly awkward segue back into economics because I I do want to. I do want to talk about the fact that how Starfleet and the Federation talks about, so they talk a big game about how money has no meaning, everyone has everything they need. Yes, they do say that. They All say those that. Words. Exactly. But I think that it's not what it seems. It is not. You seem to have something to add? No, no not necessarily a point. Well, a point to make, but do you want to take a break at this moment? That way you can start fresh on the whole economics, because we have not dealt anything about this Janeway at all. Sorry, Janeway. We do, tried. do we want to end Janeway? We tried. You did not. <laughs> he is the host. I, I'm, I'm, he is the host. He does have the authority. I have I have such a, a hard time with Janeway. Oh, oh. I really did. You have been quite clear on that matter. Oh, okay. Now, I, I want to take this time to just fully get everything out I have about Janeway. This good. This should be good. Let's go. Because I'm all ears. She. That's awkward. How could you be all ears? That would be really ineffectual. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, well said, Beanus. All right. So my biggest problem with Janeway is in the very first decision that she makes. I should say the first big decision she makes in the Delta Quadrant. To blow up uh, an entity that she doesn't understand? Well, the blow the Is that the one you mean? Well, the entity is dead. The space station is left. Oh, right, 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 right. So yes. the, the caretaker died inside. Yeah, wait. Okay. 
So, and that's fine. You know, he dies of old age. That happens. But at that point, she's like, okay, the K's on her here. We have, mm. we can't let this technology fall in their hands. She's like, we have to destroy this. If we can't have it, no one can. No one can. So, you know, disregarding the Prime Directive and everything else, she decides that that's no longer under any authority at that point. She decides that we're just going to not, we're going to, even though we're not allowed to change the power dynamic in the sector, we're going to change the power dynamic in the sector and put us at the top. Because we don't got to speak as April 72th, but anyway. Because we just don't like the Kazon. They're bullies. And we don't like them. So you're a bunch of jerks. I'm gonna steal your ball. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take our ball and go home. Yeah. <laughs> but she didn't go home. She well, it took her a while. It it she did. She got herself home eventually. But wait. Wasn't that wasn't the reason they ended up in the Delta Quadrant was because of the caretaker? Because of the caretaker, correct. Yeah, the caretaker wanted like their like brain cells or neck cells. He wanted them to. He wants start breathing. There was something about them that that he was like checking every species just like haphazardly. Wow. I want you and you and you. So he just like you know grabbed everyone, stuck something on their neck. He's like, oh, you got cancer. Can't have you. Send you home. I don't know what happened. But he didn't send him home because he was lazy and bored and dying. Incinerated him. So so Jane Lee's got this empty array. He's got she's got a case on this. But like, technology she doesn't understand. Technology she doesn't understand, but she knows that she can get herself sent home. Yes. But somehow or another at the cost of what was the species? But so the Kazon are there, they could take over not, the array. Yeah, not the Kazon, but it was going to affect so oh, many negativity. The Ocampa. Ocampa. Yeah. And the space rat, um, Neelix. Neelix, yeah, the Thalaxians. Space rat. May he, may he forever be burned by a thousand suns. <laughs> I, love the, I love the way you do that, Canada. <laughs> but so, well, do you remember what he has first met? No. Space he rat. is literally in a pile of garbage that he tells Janeway, hey, stay out of my garbage. Stay out of my and garbage. And when she says, I don't care about your garbage. He's like, oh, then we could be friends. Cool. Oh, and he all he wanted in return for information was water. That was it. He wanted a bath. Like a space rat. He needed he needed, he needed it. Tubak and his sensitive sensitive ass nose. He needed it. But here's the thing. So so Janeway's face was that dilemma. Do I do I send them? Do I just leave and let things happen as they may, or do I act? Do you actually enforce the Prime Directive and not be involved? Well, and she took the initiative and she said, I don't want to be involved. And you know what? Fair enough. But then she says, to do that, I'm going to just blow this thing up right now. That is involvement. Now, she could have let a time delay explosive device in you know the central power core and that could have given her plenty of time to be sent home if you understood the technology well enough yeah which two box said he could figure it out in about an hour or two did they have an hour or two because perhaps not back then, so it's like that's kind of a hard call to make 
And it is a hard call to make. And and if she really wanted to be like the captain that she said she was, she could have ordered someone or herself to stay behind and make sure everything was the uh captain goes down with the ship scenario. Captain goes down. The uh Kobayashi Maru. She, which she has been trained on. She could have taken that that path, but she chose not to do that. And you know what? That's that's I a mean, choice. Maybe the Delphic Quadrant sounded exotic to her. And like, hey, I could use like a seven year break from Starfleet. And yeah, it worked out, but that that's where that's where I really have a problem with her is that she, on the very first thing you see her do, the very first thing she's she screws. She's she screws up from the get go. But but does she redeem herself throughout it? Is the question. That's the problem I have. Is that no, she doesn't. Ugh. Why? Because she keeps. Well, she keeps oppressing seven of nine. That's the that's the thing. Does she? I would not. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. She keeps the Borg stuck. From her perspective. From the Borg's perspective, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I kind of have to give it to 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 the pedantic one on this one. I mean, to be honest, who wants to be a Borg? No, the Borg don't want to be a Borg. They're an entire species of captives. That actually, that's that's an interesting bit. We, we it should, is an interesting one. We should hold for another time. Or do you want to jump into it now? Yeah. Okay. I think that was just referring to the little anecdote. Perhaps somebody should make a note of this. Maybe so. I, I well, see. I'm interested in. Did the Borg actually want to be the Borg, or did they, did they take things too far? And by the time they realized it was gone too far, they were too far gone to do anything about it. I will say one thing, and this is spoilers for anyone who. That is. Intelligence. This this is gonna be spoilers for anyone who hasn't finished the um the newest historical archive footage of Picard. Spoilers right now. Or spoilers. Spoiler warning. <laughs> warning. I am very sad at the fact that about the, the the way the the entity that they summoned through that portal tower. The giant mechanical spaghetti arm. Yeah. Yeah. I was really, really looking forward to that being the Borg. That would have been great. I, that was my idea from the start. You shot me down. Now you agree with me. Thanks. No. <laughs> Your idea was the fact that the Romulans made the Borg, and that was stupid. It had it had validity at the no. time. No, I was hoping the thing coming that was. I didn't know about prophecy. Okay. I was hoping the thing that had come through that wormhole was like a board cube, a board tetrahedron, or something like that. A board sphere. We've seen a board sphere. They did a board twelve side die. Yeah. Uh, dodecahedron. Yeah, dodecahedron's twelve sided. No, what's the twenty? I don't know. Eventy. Yeah, sure. die, but you roll and you decide whether you can execute the plan that you want to say. Anyway, that's a separate topic. I was really hoping that that, I was hoping that, that was going to come through that wormhole. I'd be like, that's amazing. That would have been 
certificate this. We get, for those who cannot see, it's like clamping hands. Yeah, we, we, we get little, uh, you know, um, artificial centipedes coming through the wormhole. Uh, they're much closer to like, like claw machines. Yeah, but Weird. anyway. So let's um let's end on a happy note, because we're a happy go lucky. Let's talk about economics and how they're oppressive. Fun magazine. No, we've completely. Yeah? No, okay. Are you? Are we should we go happy or should we go dark and depressing? Dark and depressing. Vote. I, I don't mind dark and depressing, but are we gonna are we gonna push pause on this for like thirty seconds? You do. You, I'm I'm getting a no go. <laughs> I'm getting. We're gonna we're we're gonna go. Oh, this we're this is hard fast to the end. This is gonna be, this is gonna be a treat to edit. I'm leaving this in right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest something different, and I'm glad. So so let's let's hit economics hard and fast. When we come back. Well, when we come back, I'll, I'll let you do this. When we come back. So Starfleet economics. What are they? What are they? Who are they? I I find it interesting that Starfleet talks a big game. And they I do. And that's probably where Which game is that? Where the Maquis came from. Interesting. Mm. In reality, because and and it's it's true, in you know on Earth on Vulcan on yeah something like chime in sir on Andor, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish that thought first. All right, on on I'll the, let you finish in a minute. You know on the the core planets, on these things they have all the luxuries. They have all the access to true the every planets. Yeah. Everyone's got a replicator. Everyone's got. You know, access to power grid. Yeah, life is good there. When you get yes. to the the outlying planets, Starfleet just like you're free now. Go and be free. And we're like, we'd like some stuff. We're like, well, nah. we don't have some stuff, but you'll get it. Just be free and be happy. And they're like, well, no, it kind of sucks out here. And we Starfleet have warp, but it takes us seventeen years to get to you. Yeah. Starfleet's like, yeah, it's gonna take us a while to get to you. So you know, it happens. It was it is so you know, it used to be cool. And there's like, yeah, no, it sucks out here. And we are Kardashians, they're gonna kill us right now. Ah, that's where we're going. And so then they're just like, well, I guess we're gonna have to fight back because that's what we gotta do. And Starfleet's like, no 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 starting wars. You're no, a, no, no. you're a bad boy. You should file a former complaint through the proper channels. Which will take seven to eight to twelve months to come well, through. Six months, and they're just like, "Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. We're just going to like, <laughs> just rambling at the point. We're just going to kill some people, and that's how the monkey. Yeah, that's started. how the monkey developed. Okay, wow, that was that was a process. And Betamus, Betamus retort. He has so I will, many. I will allow him to retort. He has many, I'm sure. It is that that is not necessarily exactly what happened because if you remember what happened with Ensign Rose, she jumped ship over the Maquis. Uh -huh. Which Ensign was that? Ensign Rose. Thank Ro, thank you. I just didn't, I missed the name. Ah, yeah, Ensign Rose Bajoran. The first Bajoran 
and started at 451. Oh, one yeah. It's just going to be like the, you know, we'll talk about that on podcast 67. Exactly. No. No. Continue. Seven was something else. Sixty nine. Seven What? Continue. Seven Hey. What? the whole reason the Maquis formed was because of a whole treaty that the Federation and the agreed to. Yeah, they agreed to that also displaced the planet of uh Bajor? Native Americans, actually. No, no, they just they just randomly decided. Well, the thing is, politicians looking at a small map in front of them decided we get these three planets and you get three these three. Well, planets. isn't that how they consistently handled the Romulans as well? Yeah. No, and that's the, why they had the neutral zone. They had the demilitarized zone between them. Yeah, but the neutral zone consistently moved. It did. The borders were moved, but there was always a space. Uh, from what I recall, but there were planets that were at the root of it. They were like. Screw y'all, you're in the middle. Sorry. Yeah, but between Kardashian space and Federation space, I don't think they right. have a neutral zone. That's the not really that's a very hot zone. Well, you know, that's an interesting comparison though. Because I think what happened, if I may, is that when in the Romulan scenario, when like humans were found on the Romulan side, they just got taken care of. I.e., the disruptors, got, disruptors at full blast. Around. And Did disruptors even have a stun setting? No, no, no. It was dead or no dead. It's on or off. Don't fire them. Yeah. Okay. That was in two settings. Dead or safety? Yeah, dead or fly away. There was there was no explain. Dead or cloak. So, so when so when the the same issues happened in Cardassia. And you know, in Cardassian space, disputed space between the Cardassian Federation and Bajor, and Bajor, the people were just like, "I'm not playing this game again." No, no, no! I'm fighting back. I'm gonna take their destructors and I'm gonna shoot them. And that's and see, and you, you've got your lovely Ferengi who are just like, "I don't care who pays." I'm gonna profit the crap out of this. Yeah. Because I will say this. War is good for Ferengi. Yeah. Rule, rule of acquisition number seven. You better be right about that because that's going to be the session later. Right. I better uh, be. I'm looking that up right now. He's working on it now. Yeah, you two talk. So, what I was going to say is that Yes, there are issues with how Starfleet handles planets that are up for dispute. They also, yes, Venomous? Rule 34. Ah, and then Rule 35. Peace is good for business. Peace is good for business. Correct. So I thought it was higher than that because I, I assumed. That this is going to be a separate pod, so don't go too deep into this. Fair well, enough. You're, you're probably thinking of um, rule number money. Money is everything. RP plus equal profit. That was what I'm thinking. Also, okay. 15 dead men close no deals. Yeah. But again, later topic. Yeah, we, we do need to get into the we rules of acquisition. I would like to spend co-face on that. 
I that really could be want in and of itself. I believe so. I really want to do a, a, a whole episode on the rules of acquisition. It, it could get so convoluted, and I would love it. It's so good. Anyway, Cardassian space. So, yeah, and that, that brings up the, like, the Maquis. I, I think I think the point I'm trying to make is that, like all governments, if you're on the fringes, they don't care. Yeah. And they always... The closer you are to center. They always talk a big game. But at the end of the day, some of you are for cards and some of you are Raffies. Some of you are Raffies. And the Raffies get the butt end of the stick. Poor Raffy. And, and poor, poor Raffy. But to be fair, Raffy was smoking the, the doobie doo and something. You know, this, she's lead. Okay. Hang on. This goes to for those who are listening, all three of you. All twelve. Twelve. Be generous. So for all you listening, um, I would like to say buongiorno, <laughs> and good day. Impressive. So this goes to a whole helping them all. Nice. Absolutely. This goes to discussion post pre-recording of um uh, excuse you? It's post time. pre-recording? It's time travel. Yeah. Oh, that's well, right. Talk about that. Continue. We were just talking over making drinks, and it was the whole how Picard is living in his chateau and Ravi's in, living in France. In, in New Mexico or whatever. Yeah. A trailer, a space trailer in like Montana. And that doesn't entirely make sense. Yeah, wherever the heck it is. There's scorpions yeah. out there probably. Yeah. I'm gonna guess Arizona, but I have no It idea. looked like Arizona or New Mexico. It looked yeah. like like I just seen New Mexico. But it could be a Death Valley thing too. Yeah, yeah. Because there's like rock formations and just Because oddly enough, Earth hasn't been terraformed by that point. Yeah, I find that ex- I find that like interesting. Like I yeah. thought I thought the Sahara Desert would be like a, a resort by now. Yeah. No. It's like a national or a, a, a national, a quote unquote national monument that she's. Federation just... monument. So does that mean she trespasses? Say you could say that, but also. Um, <laughs> but it, it brings up a valid point. How are there such disparity and also while we're at it bring up dodge and her apartment that she's sharing with her boyfriend i think or at least he's visiting i don't know if she's sharing that with it but it's it seems kind of nice it's definitely on the middle ground of picard's chateau and rafi's trailer park gang so it's it's there's a scale well i think I think there's the reality and then there's the perception. And I think the problem is there's a a perception that that a, a capitalism has been a, removed. A fiat based economy still exists, even though fiat it's based? Yes. That's that's um, that's our, our economic force right now. Ah. Fiat means let it be. Okay, thank you. So that's that's where that term comes from, that's where the tiny car comes from. So our our money is not based on anything. No, it's not based on like silver or gold or. It anything. used to be, but now it used to be, but now it's based on fiat, based and it means it's it's worth what it is because we tell you it is. Because we tell you it is. 
and yet people had an issue with Bitcoin. That that's what well that's why Bitcoin has value. That's why money has American dollars have value. That's why euros have value. That's why anything has value because people believe in it. Right. So this the similar type of thing happens, I think, in the Federation is that people believe that platinum has value, even though and there is scientific evidence that proves it can it cannot be properly replicated. Same for uh, I believe another one that was used for trading was liquid platinum. Yeah, or or like um, dilithium. Dilithium can be traded. Things um, like that. Yeah, but okay. there's no intrinsic value in it. No, it's the value is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Well, dilithium in most has, cases, dilithium has intrinsic value. Yes, it has applica application. Applicational value. Yes. That's used for warp travel. That's used for starships. You can't, you can't stick platinum in your warp core. And I'd your like to go. try. Ferengi probably could. Ferengi, if if they was a way to do it, Ferengi would find a way, but they have not. True. So they are stuck with this and just acquiring with with just the acquiring so it's it's a, a fascinating to me that there seems to be this disconnect between what people say and what people do yes because picard himself said that we have eliminated greed and acquisition material, material, material thing the acquisition material meanwhile he has the biggest quarters on the ship yeah well, and it's like Raffi complained well, to him that like you that is inherited. The, is chateau, the chateau and the vineyard is inherited. I'm talking about the enterprise. It is inherited. But the thing I'm talking about is like so Raffi complained to Picard. He says, You live in your chateau, I'm stuck in a trailer here. The reality of that situation is she's a druggie and he's a functioning member of society. Was. Was. He's now a recluse who decided Starfleet sucks. So I'm out. That's where the disparity. Huh? I mean, yeah, kind of. No, he's right. He just okay. decided screw Starfleet. I'm gonna hang out with my two Romulans and okay. stay home and drink I, wine every day. Because what sounds you, amazing. What do you want? What do you want? Bet Raffi could have lived in a nice apartment if she had chosen to play by the rules. How are there even drugs on? Earth she point. smokes space weed. How'd she get it? How'd she pay for it? She grows it herself. Probably. Now, you know what she's doing? She's getting high off snake oil. Yeah. She's getting high off the stuff that she can grow herself away from Federation control. On their planet. Off the grid. So, so I mean, is like the drug of choice just like death sticks or something like that? Ooh. You want to buy some death sticks? You do not want to sell me death sticks. I don't get that reference. <laughs> You want to go home and recoup your life. Okay. Um, interesting question. Rafi and Picard were both on Earth. We've seen in previous encounters, you can um, transport throughout Earth. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why did he take a shuttle? Because he's old fashioned. But he he transported himself wherever the heck he wanted all the time. Yeah, there's, there's no way to get back unless you have somebody manning the controls. Well, that's kind of what I thought. Because well, he, he already crapped himself with 
the actual Starfleet. That's true. He doesn't necessarily have full Starfleet command. Then I don't think he has like a transporter in his chateau, which he, he could. He could. Uh, I don't. Well, I remember the cards in, in general were like, we don't like technology. That's true. I forgot about that. They they were always kind of like we we'd rather grow our own food and we hate to. But he didn't crap. steep his own tea, so I mean, no. he was a rebel yeah. among his people. Mm-hmm. He was. He was one of the. Uh, according to the autobiography of Jean Luc Picard, that was one of the, butted, the the things that he butted heads with his father and and Robert. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about Robert. Robert or Rene. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why he didn't transport over to Rafi is because he didn't have a transporter pad in his house. And not only that, I also do recall that apparently you need some type of engineering degree to be able to re- to, to to operate the transporter pad. Yeah, but, but that seems pretty elusive. Picard did it a couple times. Yeah, but he's been he's been through the academy and knows the ins and outs of things. I think. Transporter technology, transporter mechanics should be a basic. I, I think transporter mechanics are similar to people who know how to operate Raspberry Pis today. Like, uh, no, fairly specialized, but like not inaccessible. Yeah, but you have to have an underlying concept of. I I, I gotta keep the patterns buffed. I, I bet you. I bet you say like. <laughs> Counselor Troy, I bet you she for that. I bet you she could pull out a pad and she could be like, "Okay, step one, press C seven B. All right, got it." And I bet you she could transport that was someone. Three buttons. Wow. Yeah, she already like just you know sent someone to hell for that. I mean, it seemed like all it was was push these three levers up, yeah, and then put them back down when you want to bring them back. Yeah, but that's that's doing the sub. But there was also like the whole diagnostic log that was spit out, and the transporter log. You have to be able to. Don't you get into the pattern yeah. buffers, with me? What? Don't you get into the pattern buffers with me? Why not? I mean, this is like the mechanic, the economic economics, and everything of. Mechanics is a different discussion. It is, and we've gone so far off the rails, and I absolutely love it. Yeah. Why do we try to have like a confined area that we want to? Because we we like to pretend like we're like professionals, civilized. Yeah, yeah. In reality, we're just like three drunks having a good time. I honestly don't know what the title of this episode is going to be, and it's going to be. You already said ass, so this is going to be a bitch to edit. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the worst we've said in this pod. Frank is not going to be happy. Frank is going to be angry when he gets all this. Frank is, is going to. Can you blame him? He's going to drink a lot of liquid trillium to be able to get through this episode. <laughs> going to experience a lot of sunrises on Risa. Yeah. Sunrises, sunsets, moonrises. Oh, moonrises. Yeah. We got a rise and moonrise. That'll be our next drink. A moon riser. What are you talking about? A moon riser. We'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll get to that. That would be interesting to see. How, how would you make that? How would you make that? So, so this is a doubly great episode because you're getting two cocktail recipes for the price of one. Mm, indeed. Where can they find said we, recipe? Uh, perhaps you could refer to 
a search and start a podcast.blogspot.com and perhaps find them there if they're updated in a timely fashion, which is no promise. No promise, but I've got nothing else to do with my dime. He does not. We can vouch for that. With the uh, macro layers spreading everywhere, so we have to. Uh, perhaps a um, biological warfare mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah, we've got to find borders. The Zindi are threatening. I thought the Zindi <laughs> was done. Not in my timeline. Well, this this is the Verindi right now. Ah, there's harvesting organs left and right. They're harvesting blood organs. Ah, oh, poor HM, man. HM. <laughs> and Hugh, while we're at it. Poor I'm Hugh. Pour, I gotta pour out some for Gotta pour out one for Hugh. We're gonna pour out one for Hugh. Yeah. All together now. So, with that said, let us uh, let us say goodbye in our customary manner. Kapla. Kapla. Nowhere close. <laughs> send it. Send I'm it. So sorry for all of you who are listening to this now. Sorry, yeah, thank you. <laughs>